Welcome to Growing in His Word, man. I'm Pastor Joseph, and God bless you. Thank you for logging on to growinginhisword.com and our podcast. We thank you for listening to Growing in His Word. Uh, It's a blessing. And last week we talked about, and we are in Acts chapter 5, and we left off where Gamaliel's advice was to the Sanhedrin to persuade the Sanhedrin not to persecute anymore the apostles, especially Peter. Peter was on a mission because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. The church was on a mission. Jesus Christ was crucified. His Holy Spirit was with him, and the power of God was with the church and still is. Listen, you guys, you got to understand something. God is faithful. Things are being scattered. Theodos is, you know, rose up claiming to be somebody where, where Gamaliel was saying that Theodos rose up. Accusations are flying. Gamaliel's advice was, listen, we don't need to persecute no more, man. If Jesus Christ is in this, if their Jesus Christ is in this, then it'll work. If not, it won't work. And last week we talked about that. We talked about how believers and non-believers can, can work together and love one another and spread God's word. And, 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 and non-believers can learn that being a believer is not so bad. Listen, we talked about that. But we talked about last week how, this, you know, Gamaliel's advice was important to carry on the message. And the persecution was there. In verse 42, the persecution was there. We talked about how it was a, how it was a glory. I mean, not a glory, but it was, you know, we were going to suffer. And... It even says it. It even says it in verse verse forty one. So they departed in chapter five from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And that's what we talked about last night, last week, church. His name is worthy to suffer for, man. And you know, verse forty two summed it up good. In the in and daily in the temple in every house they did not cease teaching and preaching Jesus as the Christ. Don't give up. Listen, believers, don't give up. The key is to serve Him, serve others, and serve and then serve yourself. Listen, God loves us, Father. We come before you, Lord. We thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this time and growing in His Word, Father. We ask, Lord, now that you teach. In your word, in your name, Jesus, teach this word. Let your Holy Spirit thrive through this session. In Jesus' name, amen. And God bless you guys. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Last week was, it was it was booking, man. Gamaliel's advice, he was, he was on fire, man. He was, the apostles were on trial again. And, you know, prior to that, they just escaped the prison. <laughs> the angel came and let them out. And the key was that they went back to what they were preaching. And I get excited, man, because... They didn't give up. They went back. And listen to this, man, because failing, I want you to, you guys, you got a pen, no no takers. Listen, failing is winning. And what what are you talking about, Pastor? Listen, it's simple. When you fail, you learn. You don't sit on your tail and go, oh, man, what a bummer. I failed. And sit there. Jesus never gave up. He, listen, he said. He even said, let this cup be passed. Please, Jesus Christ said, if it is your will, Lord God, let, let this cup be passed so that I, I don't have to die. Doesn't mean that Jesus was a sinner. Doesn't mean he wasn't. He was perfect. But listen, he didn't give up. 
He didn't give up. He didn't sit on the couch all day and give up. He got up and did stuff. Whether it was praying for others, he did something. He didn't sit down all day. He didn't give up. And he's telling you, don't give up. Do not give up on the very calling of Jesus Christ in your life. And listen, don't let Satan rob you from what God wants to do in your life. Do not be afraid because afraid fear is from the enemy. We're free. Jesus said, those he set free are free indeed. Listen, we're free. We're, we're separated. We're different. We're not like the rest. Listen, Peter was on fire. And Gamaliel, his advice was, look, if it works, it works. It, don't persecute him anymore, man. Quit smacking him and flogging him and beating him. And in a nice way, he was basically saying, look, if it works, it works. And, you know, I really believe that Paul, the apostle, Gamaliel knew that Paul was converted. I, I, I believe, not converted, but I'm sorry. I really believe that Gamaliel's, the way he handled things, you could see Paul's, you know, kind of Judaism wisdom in there. But I'm not saying anything on that end. But listen, Paul was on fire. And Peter was certainly on fire, but Gamaliel's advice was this, man. Listen, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And the radical part is, as you can see, the characteristics of Paul through Gamaliel. And you're going to see it later. You're going to see it later. But listen, chapter 6, it goes on and talks about, in chapter 5, we talked about how the Word of God can't stop. And as we get persecuted and, 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 and beaten and tried and persecution starts to happen in the church, we got to just know that God is in control and God will help us. This is the way it is written and this is the way it's going to come out. God is in control and He loves you. This isn't the turn burn message. This is, look, God has a plan for you. He really does. But how do we know God's plan in our life if we don't read his word? This is what I'm saying. Listen, chapter 6, Acts chapter 1, I'm sorry, Acts chapter 6 verse 1 says, Now in those days, in those days, when the number of the disciples was multiplying, okay, they're multiplying. There arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. So now the women are being neglected. They feel they're being neglected. This is the early church starting off, and the Hellenists were those of the Jewish descent who grew up outside the land of Israel, and they spoke Greek, and now they're complaining. Hellenist culture. So you know, they're moaning and complaining, you know, our, nothing's going out for us. It's just all scattered, man. It's not, there's no organization skills yet. The church is just starting off and, and, and basically here we got the complaining starting. Okay, listen, listen, we can't be complaining. This, this People read the Bible, they don't get it, man. We got to stop complaining. Okay. The women are going to get taken care of. Watch. Listen. They felt like their women were neglected in the daily distribution. Verse 2 says, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Basically, 
we ain't got time to watch over the business aspect of it because that's when it was business was done over the table okay so basically what they're saying is basically the issue here was not blame but rather what could be done to remedy the apparent injustice and the apostles knew that the problem of supporting the needy required attention so the apostles were sensitive enough to recognize the problem and they were careful to recognize the priorities that were placed on the church leaders by god so that they can so they could not leave what god had called them to do and 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 basically take care of business and so as we understand the word of god we got to understand that look god has chosen seven okay Seven oracles of God. Seven. Remember that word seven. Seven is, a, is, is the number of God. Number of what? Completion. Is seven the number of completion? Seven is, is uh, the number here. Listen. Seven. Basically, we see different parts. Listen, I'm going to explain to you. Being a believer is like a puzzle, okay? God makes a beautiful puzzle you're, that you're part of. Well, I don't feel like a puzzle. And we say to ourselves, I, I, I don't feel like I'm part of God's puzzle, but God has put you in His picture. He's put you in there and you can't fit it yet because you ever see a puzzle man you get a thousand pieces and you're like wow i can't get that in there and you're frustrated yeah i want to put that one right there nope that one don't go there you want for me i i cheat i take the scissors and i clip on the edges and i stick it in there (laughs) my wife gets mad you're cheating i'll just color it in here we can't do that with god man we got (laughs) we're part of this puzzle so listen here we see the apostles. They see the needs of the widows. They see the, the needs of the church. And they're saying, look, that's not my calling, dude. I got to go and do what God's called me to do. I can't wait the tables anymore. I can't wait. I can't be the waiter, the cook, and, and everything else. Listen, I used to have this restaurant, man. And I'd get up early in the morning and do all the cooking, get all the stuff going, and... and I'd sit there and go, wow, man, look at all these people. It's, it's Jewish food. You know, they love Jewish food. And I'm cooking it, man. And I'm prepping the food, doing the tables. And by noon, oh, my gosh, rush hour. Whew, pastor, what's this have to do with the Word of God? I'll tell you. I was pooped. I couldn't do it. I had to hire people. My wife was doing work. I had my friends doing work. I had people. It wasn't working out. Nobody wanted to participate. That's when I knew something was wrong. It's the same thing here. Listen, it is. Well, could he he get that from that? Listen, I'll show you. The apostles didn't have time to wait on people. Like, like, as far as, this is for the point extras out there that I get, I get point extras, excuse me. They, they email me, some of them, and they want to know what I'm talking about. So here, here, let me, let me, this is for the, for the point extras. When God calls us to do something, we need to do that something. We're part of his puzzle. So we see the apostles giving us a job, 
Like some are called to scrub toilets. I don't want to. I want to be the preacher. Not me. <laughs> God called me to be toilet scrubber. Well, God called me to pick up the trash on the church. God called me to park cars. I remember when I got saved, I was parking cars. Then scrubbing toilets. And I was doing other ministries and prison ministries. And God was like, well, I'm going to call you into teaching. And I started teaching, discipling, and then here we are, and I'm preaching now. And it's like, I don't really want to preach, God. It's kind of scary, man. But God's like, no, you're going to do it. <laughs> so here we are, and I'm doing it with joy. It's fun. Listen, what I'm saying is seven were chosen because there was a task. And in this task, God is saying, look, seven are chosen to serve. We're chosen to do God's work. Verse 2 says, Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It's not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Because you can't do both. You can't cook the food. You can't take the money. You can't You can't do that. Greet customers. Hey, how you doing? Sit at tables with them. and It's not going to work, man. Business in church doesn't work. They don't mix. So the apostles are saying, look, I can't take money here. I can't do this. We can't do the business here. We've got to serve God. I can't leave God's word to take care of business. Okay? And that's what's going on. Verse 3 says, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. Well, today they don't have that. They just, they just okay, let's just draw, take straws and draw them. The people don't get tested anymore. Today's not like it was back then. This is part of the failing process. As believers, we're called to have wisdom, and wisdom comes from God. We can't just sit there and, okay, I'm going to pick him now. Yeah, he'll be a good preacher. Last week, he was, he just got saved. No. Basically, they're looking for someone of good reputation and full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Why? Why? Because whom we may appoint over this business, verse 4 says, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And that's what us pastors need to do. Study, 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 study. For me, it's study, get a job, work, pay my own bills, and preach for free because I think it's a joy for me. I imagine if the church gets big, if the church, if I ever started a church, it would get big. I would expect the Holy Spirit to bless me through the board of a certain amount of whatever it, what God wants to give me. But the accountability is the key here, and this is what we're talking about: the accountability of a faithful, Holy Spirit-led man. And a lover of God and someone who loves others. Listen, this is what we're talking about. Good reputation because they were full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. This and, and, and the men's lives were consistent with their confession of faith. They knew the will of God and they understood how to carry it out in their own lives. And Ephesians talks about that. Chapter 5. You know... Some of them couldn't be trusted. 
with responsibility and authority. And that's the problem today. We put people in trusted positions that are not, they don't, they have authority and they don't need to be. They need to stay to the toilet. I mean, I was, I was happy scrubbing toilets myself. Oh, I mean, it sounds gross, but I was like, yeah, praise the Lord, man. I'm at the church. I'm working. I'm, I'm praising the Lord. And the pastor's like, Joseph, calm down. Well, I scrubbed the toilets again. Oh, you look okay. Cool. You know, in fact, one day I was, I was at a, I was at a church and the pastor, I you know, I was at a church and I was telling the pastor, Hey, what, what do we got to do next, man? Well, there's trash. Pick it up. Cool. Trash. It's all for the Lord, man. Pick up the trash. Pick up the trash. What else do you want me to do? You know, this is how you get responsible, man. By doing for God, not works, because works ain't going to save you, but staying solid and doing what God's called you to do. Parking cars. It's a responsibility. You're parking believers' cars so they don't hit other ones. And you're smiling. Not like in the morning, you know, you go to church and you're like, hey, hey, park. You know, you want someone like, park the car over there, all mean, just mean face, you know, smoking a cigarette. <sighs> park the car over there, L4. It's like, dude, whoa, I came to church, man. You want someone with wisdom who loves God, and that's what's going on here. The apostles are trying to show you how the church needs to be. And we're living today where, where people are, are in a position of authority that's ruining the churches. And sadly, they're just coming in because they want to look good on the pulpit and smile and collect money. And that's what's going on. And I'm sorry to say it, but today we're living in a day where, Oh, praise the Lord, send me that donation. And that's not what God wants. Listen. Listen, man. Okay. Business belongs to business. Jesus is Jesus. Don't mix the two. They don't work. Jesus and business doesn't work. These guys are saying, look, we're not going to wait the tables, man. Find someone else. And we need to stay in the word of God. But listen to this. We're giving ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And that's where we're staying. We're, 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 gonna, we're doing what God's called us. If you're part of the puzzle, understand you're part of that puzzle. Don't try to clip it with the scissors like I did. It doesn't fit. For me, I just wanted to stay scrubbing toilets, parking cars. But God called me to this. And I'm happy. Amen? Right on. Verse 5 says, listen to this. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith, and the Holy Spirit in Philip, Procurus, Nacanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas to proselyte from Antioch. Okay, now listen to this. Verse 6 says, Whom they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. They didn't punch them or hit them. They laid hands and they prayed over them. They didn't, they didn't you know, I mean... Slam oil on their face, and you know, you could tell fake people, man. I mean, I'm not trying to judge, but you could see in, in, in the real world, man, where they, you know, you go to you go get, you know, these guys were devoted to Jesus, man. They seen it, 
They laid hands on him. Prayed over him. You know they prayed over him. Okay? And verse 7 says, then the, then the word of God spread, and the number of disciples multitude greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. Hebrews 11. And so, and so the laying of the hands was not for the men to receive the Holy Spirit because the seven men were already full of the Holy Spirit, but instead the apostles were conferring uh, uh, on these men with the responsibility of carrying out the ministry. So the laying on the hands was meaningful tradition back then, and it dated back to the days of Moses in Numbers chapter 27. But basically, the word of God spread. And so this is what's going on. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is, this is what we're going to get busy on this. Verse 8 says, And Stephan, this is where it's going to happen right now. Are you guys ready? I know some of you may feel like you're bored, but it's, it's, I don't want you to be bored. You know, listen to this. <laughs> I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm happy. And Stephan, full of faith, verse 8 says, And power did great wonders and signs among the people. Then there, listen to this, Then there arose some from what is called the synagogue of freemen, of freedmen. Okay, the Cranians, Alexandrians, and those from Cilicia, I'm sorry, Cilicia and Asia, disputing with Stephen, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spoke. And they secretly in, in, induced men to say, we've heard him speak in blasphemous word against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people, the elders and the scribes, and they came upon them and seized him and brought him to the council. See, here they go again, persecution, because they don't want to stop and grab the Holy Spirit. It's that simple. Listen, non-believers, they get upset because they don't know the truth. I, I, I did it when I was lost. I was upset. Non-believers get upset and they, you know, they think that you're the Mr. Holy One. Here comes Holy Power One. Gosh, here he comes again, bringing his Bible to work. Bringing his special Superman sandwich. He prays over. Oh, God, here he comes. Oh, oh, just a smile on his face. I got to see it every day. Oh, I want to drink a beer after work. And this guy just looks at me and I feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in him. I don't want that. I can't stand it. I wish he would just fight. Get him fired. Yeah, that's what we'll do. Get him fired. That's what we'll do. Yeah, tell him he stole something. And we'll accuse him. Hey, actually, tell him. And that's what we see today. We see this. That's what they do. Persecution. They can't have it their way like Burger King. So they got to plunge one at you. Look, Jesus knows. Be of good cheer. Don't worry. They're not hurting you. They're hurting Christ in you. Listen, they came upon him and seized him and brought him to the council. And they also set up false witnesses. You ever, oh, oh, God, don't you love those? You know, I had a job one day. And this is the same thing that happened to me one time. You know, I got a promotion. They got jealous. And oh, we're going to have to pull you to the side. Uh, such and such said you did something wrong. And... I don't even know who such and such is. I've never seen you. You came here. Who are you? Oh, she was hired last week. You didn't see her? No, actually, I didn't. Never seen her. I'm supposed to be the manager here. Same thing, man. Listen, persecution's coming. Uh, you know, 
They're going to stir up the people. You know, they're secretly talking about him. And they're, they're oh, he's blaspheming the word against Moses and God. And they stir up the people and the elders and the scribes. Oh, they got the scribes, you know, the professionals. And they came upon him and seized him and they brought him to the council. Wow. And they also set up false witnesses who said, this man does not cease to speak this man does not cease stop speaking blasphemous word against this holy place and the law and the halacha in Hebrew where we have we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth here it comes here it comes will destroy this place and change the customs which Moses delivered us to us all Poor me, and all, listen to verse 15, and all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him saw his face as the face of an angel. Wow. Wow. Here we go again. Wow. The local worship community center, the synagogue of the freedmen. Here we are. This is where the worship of the Judaism is taking place. Rituals are happening. Sacrifices are there. You know, this is where, you know, the Hellenist Jews from the outside Jerusalem, you know, uh, uh, basically goes. The resistance to the gospel had gone from the discussion to the debate, from the debate to the slander, and the slander to the violence. Here it comes. They're stirring up the people, their faith, and what do they do? Boom. Accuse them. It's easy. Isn't it easy just to accuse somebody? And this is what's going on. He's being accused. Persecution. Persecution. Listen, believers, don't worry about it. it nothing's changed under the sun. Nothing's new. we got to just read your Bible. Keep smiling. Nothing's changing. Jesus never changes. The Word of God never changes. The circumstances can change, but God's Word never changes. Bank on it. Jesus Christ is in control of your life, of your situation. Get out there. Be bold. Stop being a, a coward. Hey, man, don't call me a coward. Don't let the devil lie to you. You know who you are. I'm not calling everyone a coward. Satan is calling you a coward. Don't let him call you a coward any longer. Get up, be bold, be 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 merciful, be loving, be fruitful, and listen to the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to you. Stop it. Stop deceiving. Get out there. God says, don't worry about what they do to you. Look at, you know, Stephen is going to be later stoned to death. And he's going to look later on in the, in, in the air when he's being stoned. He's going to see Jesus. And Jesus is going to comfort him. Man, I don't want to die. I'm not saying you're going to die. I'm saying stand up and love. Jesus is saying stand up and love. Get out there. Give a blanket to a homeless dude, man, and tell him Jesus loves him. Take him in your house. If God wants you to, or take them to a homeless shelter, if you can, feed them. Love, love, love covers a multitude of sin. It surely does. But what are we doing for Jesus? Some people want to rap. Some people want to do music. Cool. Praise the Lord. Put Jesus in there and give him the glory. 
But don't do it for the money. Do it for Jesus and the rest will come to you. Do what God has called you to do. And that's the message today. Don't stop doing what the apostles were doing. You know what? Today, right now, they'd be looking back going, wow, what are you guys doing? Get off your assets. Get out of the church. Get out. If, imagine if Peter was here today and Paul the Apostle was here right now. And Luke and Matthew and John. They would be like, dude, you guys are blowing chunks. Get out there. Kumbaya that. They'd be like, dude, get out there. Start loving on people. Show them mercy. Hit the streets. Take your church. Take a hundred of them and hit the streets. I can't. It's COVID-19. Well, you ever wonder why it's COVID-19? Maybe God's telling you. Get out. It's not about the church. It's about Jesus. I feel condemned. Dude, no, man. Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ. I don't feel condemned. I feel free. Because Jesus set me free. And he's telling you today, listen, are you ready to serve him and serve others? Are you ready to be about his business? Look, we were made for one purpose only. We're a part of his puzzle. Remember that thousand piece puzzle? Well, there's a 10% piece puzzle. I really believe there's only 10% of believers who are truly saved. That hurts my feelings. I'm sorry you're letting your feelings rob you. It's biblical. Are you part of that 10%? Because we're living in the last days, folks. Listen. Jesus is saying, get up, get out. Stop waiting on tables. Get out there. we got to be on fire. Jesus Christ loves you with an everlasting love. He died for you. He loves you. He's not a God of anger. He's not a God of, I'm going to wrath and beat you. No, he's a God of mercy. And he loves you. Jesus Christ loves you so much. Believe that. Father, we thank you for these apostles. Lord, we thank you for your church. Lord, we thank you for what you've done, Father, on the cross and what you're going to continue to do. Lord, you're, you're, you're as white as snow. You're pure. You're so pure that we're blowings. And Lord, we know we're blowings. But guess what? Lord, we know that you've gone before us and we know that the persecution and the sufferings are going to take place. So Father, we hold on. Lord, we hold on deep to your love and your mercy. And we thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you guys. Next week, we're going to hit Acts chapter 7. Growing in this word is powered by the Holy Spirit. We're on iHeartRadio. Listen, we're on every podcast, radio.com. And guess what, man? God loves you and so do I. Thank you for coming back, man. We love you guys.